All right, what is up, podcast world? Hello. My name is Corinne Fox. And I'm Natalie McMillan. And we are we are best friends. We are millennials. We are confidants. We are business owners. We are also completely and utterly lost. Completely confused. And we are now your podcast hosts of Am I Doing This Right? Yes, Am I Doing This Right? We are a female-centric life how-to podcast because Natalie and I, we know firsthand how hard it is to navigate some of life's biggest milestones, you know, from completing your first tax return to buying your first home and literally everything else in between Mm. all of that. It's just so hard. I don't think these are things we've learned in college. No, nobody teaches any of this. No. And so Natalie and I have created this podcast to help you guys figure out some of this stuff. Yeah. And each week we're going to tackle a new topic that we feel is an important building block of creating your absolute best life. Yeah. Like um, how do I start my own business? Or a big one right now is, um, should I buy or lease my car? Mm. What what about how do I survive student debt? That is a huge crisis right now. That's a big crisis. Um, I'm wondering personally – What's the best, like, dating profile strategy? Hinge, Bumble. Like, what's the best way to go about it? Um, What about how to balance your work life and your personal life? Very hard, but we figured that out. Mm -hmm. Um, Oh, I have a question. Yeah. 401ks. Do I I need it? Do I – What even is it? I honestly, truly don't even know. Okay? Don't even know. So our goal for our podcast, it's not to provide you with all the answers, but it is to bring comfort to our audience knowing you aren't the only ones asking the same questions. We hope that this podcast can act as a guidebook for young women on how to kickstart adulthood and empower them to confidently make life's biggest decisions. Yeah, and I think I think knowledge is power, right? When you know how to do things, when you figure it out, like we've we found we've been so empowered by just figuring things out and then being like, wow, I know how to do that. Yeah. And then we can confidently go about it. It's great. I love it. So Natalie, I think I need to introduce you a little bit further. You know, I think women, we have trouble praising ourselves and talking about how great we are. And I just think you're so great. Oh You're God. such a badass. So for our community, I'm going to introduce you to them. Okay? Okay. So Natalie is a 26-year-old mega boss. She is a – she's cringing right now. She is a Sagittarius queen. Hell yeah. You're very Sagittarius, so by the way. Sag. And she is also her own – Business owner of Natalie McMillan, the Empire. Oh my God. Which is a jewelry company, a fragrance company, an art company. There's just kind of blend of all these amazing creative things that she can do because she's so freaking talented that she has it all wrapped into one. And so, you know, if you want to get some jewelry, but you also want to get a candle, get a diffuser, get a uh, perfume. She's got it all. So oh she's so amazing. Natalie, also personally, on the personal side of Natalie, she enjoys long walks with her pup, Zeppelin. Mm-hmm. And she can also recite every single line from 
basically every E40 song. That's true. I love E40. So From do not, bay. yeah, do not dare to <laughs> challenge Natalie Don't on E40 try me. or too short. Too short. Anytime we're it's out, it's E40 and too short, right? Oh, both of them, both of them, love them. Anytime we go out. You know when my song comes on. Yeah, Natalie goes to the DJ booth and requests songs that DJs absolutely do not have. have. No idea what I'm talking about, but I try. I try. So I'm going to introduce you now. Okay. Okay. So Corinne, besides being my best friend, she is a entrepreneur. She is a writer. She is an executive producer. Hey, she's an actress. She's a model. She's a mental health advocate. She is a brand ambassador for NAMI, which is the National Alliance for Mental Illness and for Girl Up. Yeah. So she's just an all around Aquarian queen and she's a Jill of all trades. She also just was like studying for the LSATs just like because she could and like she's brilliant and gorgeous. And. I love you so much. I love you so much. <laughs> so, Natalie, let's talk a little bit about why we wanted to start this podcast, which has been a year in the making, by the way. Quite literally a full year. We did a pilot a year ago. Yes, we did. And here we are. Okay, so Natalie and I, we wanted to start this podcast, I feel like, because we had a lot of these life questions going on once we graduated college and we were, you know, adulting, as people say, and we really didn't feel like we got any of the skills from college. No. Our parents weren't entirely helpful. And so we found ourselves calling each other so many times and being like, hey, uh, I'm filing my taxes. Am I doing this yeah. right? Um, am I doing this right? Because, like, this makes no sense to me. Like, what did you do? Yeah. And Natalie and I, we both work from home, different capacities, because Natalie works from home at her business and I work from home kind of as a freelance style. We were both kind of running businesses at the same time and having similar business questions and just deeply confused. Well, here's another thing. We both have businesses and we both do not have business degree. Yeah. So trying to figure that shit out. Yeah. We're we're creative people. Yeah. And so, actually, one time I asked my dad a financial question, and he said, just hire somebody to do that. So that's really where I'm at. Yeah. Oh, no, no, no. I tried to ask my dad a question the other day, and he was like, I don't know what you're talking about. So we're both creative people with uh, very little business knowledge. And I feel like I was also getting frustrated because there are podcasts out there that can give you these life advice, this personal finance advice, this business advice, whatever you need. But it comes from this expert POV, people mm-hmm. in their middle age that I just really can't relate to. No, and they've been, and maybe they've been an expert in their field for like 35 years and they are just talking as if you know what they're talking about. They just throw terms out there. They don't define it. Now I'm lost. I'm so lost. So on our podcast, you better believe we We don't define. (laughs) Those terms will be defined. Yeah. So here's the the thing. We are going to – we're not afraid to look like idiots so you don't have to. Yes. Okay. I'm not afraid to say, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about, Natalie. Yeah. No. Back that shit up. I need help. Okay, I'm fucking lost. So yeah, I think we had a lot of questions and through trial and error, we've kind of figured some of these things out. And so we wanted to create a podcast that was really something that you guys could lean on for any questions that you had about life, um, personal finance, business advice, life advice, 
And, you know, we're non-experts, but we're willing to do the work to figure it out for you. Yes, we are. We are putting in that work and then we're really taking it down to bare bones and giving you actionable steps on how you can really just live your best life. And thrive. And thrive. But before every episode, because this stuff is pretty dense, Natalie and I are going to start off with a little glass of wine and we're going to recommend if we like it or if we don't like it by the end of the episode, just because the stuff is kind of boring. It's boring, you know? And it's like, when we think of, how would I like to learn this information? I would like to learn it slightly buzzed, (laughs) you know? I'd like to learn this whilst partying. (laughs) So that's what we're going to do. So Natalie brought over a vino. I did. So this is a um, Pomelo Sauvignon Blanc. I am not 100% positive if it's Pomelo or Pomelo, but I grew up in Napa Valley and everybody has, we we say Pomelo and it's in everybody's refrigerators because it's cheap and it's really good. Ooh. It's crisp. Oh, that's what I need. Yeah, we need that right now. It's a summer day. It's It's also noon. It is, yeah, day drinking with Nat and Corinne. The first pour of Am I Doing This Right? Let me get some of that. There you go. That pour sounded gorgeous. Oh, yeah. Can you believe? That's like ASMR. That was really ASMR. ASMR. Yeah. Okay, now we're going to cheers. We're going to cheers from opposite sides of the... Oh, can we read? Am I doing this right? Cling, cling. The first glass. Yes. I, we will discuss at the end of the episode how we like this Sauvignon Blanc, this Pomelo, Pomelo, whatever it's called, 2017. Mm -hmm. But I will say that my boyfriend does not like white wine, so we only drink red. So this is a treat. It's a super treat. I know. And it's perfect for a summer day. Mm-hmm. I have a fact. Oh, you do? Natalie, as you mentioned, is from Napa Valley. Yes, but I'm useless. But you are absolutely useless. I just don't understand why I have a friend from Napa who, you know, you do know some wines, but you're not as well-versed as you, I would like you to be. Yeah, I know. I think when I say I'm from Napa, people are assume I'm like a, a sommelier. Yeah, that's really the level of expertise I'm expecting from you. Yes, I know. It's truly tragic, and I'm so sorry. Um, And for our listeners, um, my apologies. But here's the deal. Being from Napa, I think people just drink. Like, it doesn't even matter. You put any sort of wine in front of anybody, and they will drink it. So, I don't know. Yeah, I I think I'm pretty new to wine Ish. Ish. Probably in the last three years. I feel like after we graduated college. Yeah, I did not. You weren't into wine and you weren't into red wines. It's the journey. You go from like natty lights Mm -hmm. in college (laughs) to like, oh, maybe I'll try tequila and then it goes into gin and then maybe I'll try a white wine and then then a red wine. And then you hit that red wine every night and you're like, here we are. Yeah, I'm stuck in the red wine phase right now, but this is like – it's so refreshing. I need to be drinking more white wine. I love a white wine in the summer. And I'm hoping that um, through the Am I Doing This Right journey, I will be – I'll learn more about wine. And we – together we've done a few, several wine tastings throughout the years. Yeah. We need we need the the terminology. Yeah, like uh, The notes. Like that palette. What's that buttery, palette you're picking up? 
tablecloth, <laughs> summer day. I don't know. They always have the weirdest adjectives for these do. things. And the trick is that all of them were like you could say this tastes like literally anything, and the people at the wine at the bar will be like, "Yes, yeah, like this tastes like a fresh blade of grass that's just been stomped on by by a new pair of Nikes." And the dude will be like, "Yes, yeah, yeah." So, anyways. <laughs> So we are going to sip on this wine. So we are going to sip on this wine and move into the first topic of Am I Doing This Right? The podcast, which is Natalie. Working from home. Also known as twerking from home. Also known as twerking from home. Okay. If you're doing it right, you're twerking from home. It's working. So so we are going to discuss how – to transition from the traditional nine to five business style, that grind life, to the more maybe relaxed work from home business style, depending on the type of person that you are. And whether this transition is by choice, you've decided to start your own business or move your business to your home to save money, or it's mandated right now, I think we have some good tips for you. Yeah. We're living in some unprecedented times, as I'm sure all of our listeners know. We've been we've had a lot of changes in 2020. And I think a lot of people are gonna be working from home, maybe forever. You know, I think a lot of companies are gonna transition to that. So we're gonna talk about what we've done to um, really make our work from home lives the best that they can be. Natalie, in theory, working from home sounds like a great idea, right? Yeah. I get to sleep in. I can do work whenever oh, I and want. And people always are like, oh, you're so lucky. Yeah. Oh, you're so lucky you can work from home. Yeah. Natalie and I both work from home differently. She's She has a company that she works for and I'm kind of more freelance because I'm an actor and I'm a producer and I'm working project by project. So my work station kind of changes every few months. But- I feel like we've been, Natalie, I feel like we've been discriminated against, or at least you have, for <laughs> working from home. I, I can know. you talk about that experience yes, for you? I just, so I started work, I think I was really the first person that I knew that yeah. started working from home, straight out of college, pretty much. I had a couple other jobs, but I started my company right when I graduated. And when I moved to being fully working at home, people would just look at me like I you know, did nothing all day. And it reminded me of that clip in Superbad, by the way, Corinne and I are massive Superbad fans. It is one of our favorite movies favorite of all time. Movie. We quote it all the time. But there's this part in it where he says, I'm just sitting at home all day drawing pictures of dicks. Drawing pictures of just dicks. Just drawing pictures of dicks. And I swear that's what people thought I was doing. I'd say, oh, I work from home. And they would look at me like, you just sit around all day drawing pictures of dicks. <laughs> you know? I'm like, oh, uh, put some respect on my name. My God. Yeah, yeah. I, I think, um, yeah, you were one of the first people in our, like, friend group that was working from home. I actually started in the nine-to-five business life. I had a job in advertising in New York. It was, like, the sexy, swanky advertising job. And I was sitting at my desk and looking out the window like, I don't want to be here. 
I remember that. So I actually moved back to LA and I became an actor and I traded my stable salary, um, you know, any stability in my life, I traded it for the unknown, which ended up paying off. Um, but it was definitely hard for me to transition into that going in that very rigid lifestyle to working from home, working at my own pace. Yeah. And so because of that, because Natalie and I are experts, we are non, non-expert experts. In this field, in we this are. Field, we've come up with our five keys to successfully working from home. Yes. So I'm just going to jump into number one, which is structuring your damn day. Because I think that sometimes when you start working from home, you you just you're like, I'm gonna wake up at 10:30, I'm just gonna be in my PJs all day, I'm gonna eat whatever I want and just sit on my sit in my bed on my computer. And you do that for two weeks and then you just feel horrible. Uh-uh. It uh-uh. does not work. Yeah. I actually plan out my day pretty much from the moment I wake up until when I'm going to be done with work. And I wake up at the same time every day and I go to bed at the same time every day. That is also just good for your body. Yeah. Just to get that uh, circadian circadian rhythm going. So just kind of waking up whenever you want isn't really going to benefit you or your body in the long term. And I think it's also important to plan out your breaks. Yeah. Because the other thing that and, – and Corinne and I especially have struggled with this, where we will work until we are collapsing. <laughs> you know, we're kind of – if we don't force ourselves to stop, we'll keep going. And I think that's a trap people – get into because you also sort of have this mentality like, ooh, I'm because we've heard all our lives, oh, you're so lucky you work from home. You get this mentality of like, I have to be working constantly if I'm at home. Mm-hmm. But once I – and I did that for a couple years and it completely burnt me out. And so now I try my hardest. I don't really do nine to five. I do probably more like 10 to six. Yeah. And I try really hard. Sometimes I get excited. Like I just – Um, launched a new product and I've been like working till 11 p.m. because I'm excited about it. But I think having a stop time, like as if you were leaving an office. Yeah. You're done, you leave your work and then you go home. Yeah. And we'll get into that in more specificity a little bit later. But also, Natalie, let me bestow a little bit of wisdom on you. Ooh. Um, So when you're scheduling out your day, structuring your day, like we've said is our number one key, scheduling your work time in one hour blocks. Oh. Yes, because I'm actually studying for the LSAT right now. Yeah. And one of our study Again, tips- a Jill of many trades, It's just a fun thing I'm just doing. Who she knows? She loves but, to learn. Yeah. So um, one of our study tips was that you actually can't absorb new information after an hour straight. And so I feel like that can apply. Saturation point. Yeah. I feel like that can apply to your work too. Like, okay, I'm going to sit down if you're working right 10 to um, 6, like you were saying, 10 to 11, I'm going to work on this project. Then I'm going to have a 15-minute break, 30-minute break, get tea, get a snack. Go on a walk. Go on a walk. Then I'm going to come back Get in, some sunshine. Right. 12 to 1, I'm going to work. And then I'm going to work 3 to 4. You know what I mean? Give and yourself, just, yeah, chunks. As opposed to this is the project I'm going to work on. Who knows what time I'm going to work on it, work on it two hours at a time, get burnt out. And then 
I just think having those one hour specific blocks for the things you want to get done and then giving yourself that break after that permission to step away from it, get refreshed and then come back could be really beneficial to people. Yeah. I think that's a really, really good strategy that I actually don't don't really do, but I think I should. Try it. I'm going to try that. Come back. Let us know how, how it went. I totally will. So let's move on to our second point, which is dressing for the job that you have. That you have. I think the <laughs> saying is dressing for the job you want, yeah. but we're saying just dress for the job that you already got. Right? Yes. So the thing – and I sometimes can fall into this trap where I don't want to put real clothes on. Yeah. You know? It's like, oh, I don't want to put pants on. It's tough. And then I think also for people who have – you know, these work Zooms, the, I and mean, then you just, you only dress from the top up. Oh my God. I saw a guy on GMA. I think it was GMA the other day. I can't remember what it was. And he was interv- he was being interviewed by like Robin Roberts or whatever. And the dude had no pants on. I, he did not. I, there's no way he knew, but he had no pants on. And you, he, he didn't know that you could see he had it. No, yeah, he did not know that you could see that did this man- Did he have man, anything on? He had a dress shirt and a tie and then boxers. Yikes. Oh, was, he like a, was he like a professional? He was like a professional. No. I know. Yeah, see, that is probably like the worst case You got to put pants on for Zoom, you, y'all. You've got to put pants on. Um, but also I think it's just the, the mentality, right? Like now I'm going to work. I'm not at, I'm not in the home chill mindset anymore. I think it just kind of clicks that on. I will say, Natalie, our friend group shamed me for wearing jeans. When? When we had we we've been doing these uh, girls' night in Zooms, and I had pants on. And I our, didn't shame you. Did you, I? you did not. You did not shame me. But our our other two friends who will remain nameless shamed me. They were like, "Who do you think you are wearing pants?" Oh my god! The disrespect. I, I know. I was I was shamed for it. So do not let people shame you. Yeah. For Listen, being you were, productive exactly. And here, so here's another little hot tip for my ladies. Um, and I really think this works. Putting on a brow. Okay. So I swear the days that I don't, like, if I'm just like, oh, I'll put, you know, some pants on, but I don't really want to put a bra on. I'm not really going outside. You just feel ugh, like. Yeah. but Something's not right. Also, sometimes I just like to put a bra on just to get the relief of taking it off later. You, it's, it's the best feel feeling more in the world. accomplished. Just like, release me. Um. <laughs> I will say, though, what I have been wearing that – okay, let's say you don't want to wear jeans, right? It's just not in your – it's not on the cards for you. Right. What I have been wearing, which I want to see if you're going to let me say that this is okay, are like matching sweat suits. 100%. I've been really been loving – A power suit. Like a power suit. So I've been wearing these blue and gray little sweat suits. I have one in pink and it's super cute. But when I put it on, it's very intentional. It's not like I'm yeah. throwing sweats on. It's like, I'm going to look cute. I put like earrings and like a little necklace yeah. on with it. And so I feel like, okay, so if you're not into wearing pants or jeans or what a blazer or whatever, at least kind of taking your sweat game to the next level and dressing with intention so you can be comfortable but also feel like I dressed to look cute today or Absolutely. not. Or just like Throw person. some hoops on. I think if you put hoops on it, it really changes your whole day. But also for me, I a lot of the times will wear um, yoga pants or like yoga leggings because midway through my day, I like to 
get in a little yoga sesh. Yeah. So I don't have to change my clothes and then go back to work. You know, I just like wear them and I'm comfy and it's just intentional dressing yes. for your day. Intentional. You got to be intentional with it. Dressing for and just like honestly, another thing that I'm just gonna throw in is that the days that I put makeup on, oh. Try to stop me, Corinne. You try to stop me. If I throw on an eyebrow and some mascara, I'm like, holy shit. Watch out. Literally watch out for me because I'm coming for you. (laughs) All right. So let's move into our third key to successfully working from home, which is Natalie. Set a clock out. Which which I I touched on for a second, which is you, you have to stop. At some point, it's really hard because you're at home, all your stuff's around you, your computer's there, your whatever files, your papers, like it's all there waiting for you. You could work to the end of time as long as you'd like. But what we've found and what our probably biggest mistake when we first started working from home was not having that set time. You clock out, you're no longer working, and you now can have your regular personal life again. Yeah. And something that I have struggled with that I would like to be better at, and maybe you can be my accountability buddy for this, is Instagram. Because even when I clock out – so I have my personal Instagram and then I have my business Instagram. And even when I clock out, you know, my 6 o'clock, I make my dinner, I still will go on Instagram and I'm answering DMs from customers. Or, uh, you know, it's like things like that because I don't consider it to be work. When that is it tough. really is. That is tough. And it is. It is still working. And so having that or, or forcing yourself to turn that side of your brain off, turn that, not letting your business become your also your identity in your personal life. Yeah. You can separate yourself from your business. Um, and, But I also think the, the whole having a hard time turning your work off because you're working from home does also stem from and insecurity. Mm-hmm. For me, I feel like because I'm working from home, because I don't have that rigid go into an office, I have a boss that's looking at me and I'm getting that steady paycheck, I feel like I have to kind of overcompensate. Yeah. I have to work harder than my friends who have those nine to five jobs. Yeah, I feel and so I feel like I'm working to prove myself, which you kind of said a little bit earlier. It's like, mm-hmm. I know I, I don't want to just be at six o'clock you know, now I'm on my personal time. I want to show, prove people to people that I'm working hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, that I'm working just as hard as somebody that's working in an office. Or harder. Or harder. Because I'm not in an office. Right. Mm-hmm. Which is a recipe for mental breakdown. Absolute sheer disaster. Yeah. Many a times when I have literally laid on my floor and just sobbed and then I'm like, oh, I've worked for 19 days straight. And haven't stopped and haven't slept. And and haven't, have, yeah. yeah. So that is important. All right. Let's move on to our fourth tip, which is creating your perfect work environment. This is this is important because working from home, especially, I mean, the two of us live in apartments that are not very big. And it's important to create a space for yourself that isn't, like I said, like like working from your bed is not a good it's, it's not a good move. It's not going to happen. No. No. Um yeah, I think there is value in creating some type of separate workspace and for me, I right now I'm living with roommates. I'm about to transition into living alone, but I only have a desk in my room. I can't really use our common areas as um 
a place to work, but just even having my desk and knowing I work here, I don't work in my bed as much as I would love to sit on my bed and answer emails and things like that. I have to sit at my desk. I have to have also another important thing is having a clear space. Oh my God. I swear if my space isn't clear, I've also really, my new hobbies cleaning. I'm so obsessed with cleaning you guys. I just got a quick, just a quick digression here. Natalie. Just let me just say, I got mops that you attach to your shoes. Okay. I'm just going to put a, let's just put a pin in there. Well, we'll attach a photo. Yeah, we will. In our Instagram. Well, oh, yeah. At Am I Doing This Right Pod on Instagram. We will show Natalie's shoe mops. Oh, my God. I'm so excited about them. But, anyways, I digress. If my space is not clean, my brain cannot, I can't get it together. Cause I'm, it's like a, if my space is cluttered, my brain is cluttered. Yeah. I don't know if that's because you and I probably suffer from anxiety disorders or yes, not. Yes, we do. But <laughs> I have the exact same thing. Because we're also at home, there are chores we have to get done. There's all this, you know, I got to take the trash out and I got to do this. And so when I'm in my work mode and I see all these other chores I got to do, yes. now I'm distracted. Now I'm like, do I got to vacuum the floor right now? Because, you know, so I think just having your space clean and clear. And if you're structuring your day, structuring it so that maybe in the morning you're doing 45 minutes of just cleaning up, picking up, getting your what I do. space ready to work. Yes. So I heard this, uh, I can't remember who said it, but they had this concept of waking up your house. So Ooh. in the morning when I wake up, I also wake up my dog and then I wake up my house, which is I put um, all my dishes away. I wipe down the counter. I do a quick little sweep of the floor and I spray my favorite um, room spray. I love this idea. And I open my blinds, obviously. So yeah. I let all the light in. I like my house smells good. I maybe light a candle. And then my space is prepped and primed. Wow. Waking up your you house. Wake I up did not house. know that. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I'm going to start waking up my house yeah. now. Um, I also think it's important that wherever that space is for you to make it comfortable because ever since I started working from home, I now have back pain. Why? Yeah. I don't, maybe I'm just getting older. Now I'm 26 and that just happens Hunched to you. over. But I just feel like I'm crouching and my back hurts and my boyfriend always has to rub my back. I feel really bad, but that's just the situation we're in. <laughs> Listen. But you know what I found? This product called um, Cushion Lab Lumbar Relief Back Pillow. Ooh. And it is just a little attachment that you put on your seat and it just gives you that lumbar support. And I feel like my back is feeling a little bit better now. I need that. Yeah. So I, I think really need that. people in offices, they have the lumbar support yes. chairs. And they or those standing desks. Standing desks. You can get those as well. And so I think just investing in some products that could also make your workspace more comfortable for you so that you can actually be productive. And, you know, let's also remind people that you can choose a different space to work in. Yeah. You know, maybe there's like um, – a park nearby that you really love. Starbucks. Starbucks. Yeah. You can you can switch it up if you want. I am a absolute extreme introvert and so I pretty much refuse to leave my house. <laughs> All right, should we should we move into the final key of successfully working from home? Yes, our Cinco Day keys. <laughs> our Cinco de keys, which is 
Knowing the unique challenges of your household. Ooh, what does that mean? What does that mean? What could it possibly mean? Explain. So every household you live in, whether it be like for me, for example, it's just me in my apartment. I don't have roommates. I don't have anybody else there, but I do have a dog and he requires a lot of attention. (laughs) He is a little bruiser. He's constantly getting into things, doing things. He requires a couple long walks a day. And I have to structure my day around that. And, you know, other people, maybe they live with their parents right now and they're working from home or, you know, your situation. Yes. My situation is different because right now during this time, I'm actually not in my apartment. I'm actually with family and with my boyfriend And so I'm working with a lot of people around me as just basically the opposite of Natalie. And I have my own unique challenges because of my unique household. Yes. So you you have to take inventory of that because one size does not fit all. And that's, I think, an overarching theme for all of our key tips here is that one size doesn't fit all. You got to kind of adapt everything for your own situation. Yeah. So Natalie, working from home alone, what is, or with Zeppelin, of course, what are some things that you've learned that's kind of unique to your household? I wasn't expecting that question. Oh, I'll sip some wine while you think about it. Well, I think also one thing that I've learned from my unique household And back to that structure thing Mm -hmm. is I kind of structure my day. So I wake up and I take Zeppelin for his walk. And then at the end of my work day, I take him for his walk. And so that kind of forces me because he'll start scratching on the door like, okay, lady, like, let's go. And if I'm still working, it's like, okay, this is the time I have to clock out. So he kind of forces me to actually stop. Mm. And if I didn't have a pet – if I was completely alone, I would – that would be a big struggle. So if any of you are out there and you're like, I live totally alone, I don't have pets, I don't have anything to keep that structure going, then, you know, know that about your routine and, you know, plan accordingly. Right. And then what about you? What have you learned? Oh, what have I not learned about working with a bunch of people it's in the household? It's new for you also. It is new. I, I normally have my apartment and my roommates actually go to work and then I'm there or then I'm taking meetings and going around. But because of the times right now, I'm actually at home with my family. And also my boyfriend is staying with my family as well. He works um, a normal nine-to-five job and we're all working from home, my mom and everybody. And I've learned that one. We all need separate workspaces. Yeah. When in the morning, once, you know, that time comes, we've structured our day out, we're going to work, my boyfriend goes in one room, I'm in another, my mom's in another, I can't be around them. Mm -hmm. I just, it's hard to work with them in the room. Also, I've learned that it's very important to let everybody in the household know, make a group chat when your calls are because my mom will come in the room like, "Uh, hey, so for dinner, and I'm like, I'm on a Zoom call right now. Yeah. So I make sure that I'm texting everyone in the house. Hey, these are what, these are my calls for today. I'm going to be in this room. Please, to the best of your ability, leave me the (laughs) fuck alone. (laughs) Down. Okay. That's actually funny because with Zeppelin, 
I swear he's like a toddler. But if I don't take him on a long enough walk before a Zoom meeting, he will – I mean, you've heard him. He'll scream at me. Yeah, he does. Or he'll like <laughs> he'll like ram his head into a wall <laughs> Yeah, something crazy where I'm like, can you stop? Yeah. So I have to know that. I can't take a meeting before – or you know. You have to prepare for your meetings by – Yes, yeah. making sure he's t- tuckered out. Um, oh, the the last thing that I'll say about working from home with your partner specifically is scheduling a time with your partner to stop talking about work. It's very similar to clocking out, but because we're working from home and there is this kind of blurred lines of when does real life and what does mm-hmm. work life start, I, I noticed in the first couple of weeks of, of being together – that we were talking about his work, his job, my work, my job until 11 o'clock at night. And I was like, yeah. you know, what's at a time where just like if we had got off work, we see each other, we catch up about work, and then we stop talking about it. So yeah. 7 o'clock right now is our time. We don't talk about work after Party 7. time. Yeah. And then we just reconnect with each other and, you know, the people that we are and we're yeah. not our work. And yeah. that was something that was really, really helpful for That's both of us. That's a really good point because it really is – a lot of working from home is setting boundaries. Yeah. With yourself. Yeah. And we, sometimes those are the hardest ones to keep. Yeah. And it's, sometimes it is hard. I, sometimes something exciting happened and, mm-hmm. and I want to keep going on and on and on about it. And yeah. then I'm just like, you know what? It's 7 o'clock. Let's just transition out of that space. Yeah. So those are our five keys to successfully working from home. Natalie, can you recap all five I'm going to recap real quick. Number one, structure your damn day. Two, dress for that job that you have. have. Three, you got to clock out. Got to punch out. Four, create your, your ideal workspace. Nobody else's. Your ideal workspace. And... Five is know that unique situation that you've got in your household and adapt to it. Adapt. Adapt, adapt with it. Yes. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Wow. That was our first Am I Doing This Right podcast. Let's take a sip of this. Avino. And for people listening, we're going to open the floor to you guys for more questions. So if you guys have a life question that you want us to answer, feel free to email us or to send us a DM at, at am I doing this right pod on Instagram. Our email address is am I doing this right pod at gmail.com and email us a life question and we will maybe answer it for you in one yeah. of these episodes coming up. Yeah, we'd love to hear from you guys and um we would love to answer some some burning questions if you've got them. Mm-hmm. So, Natalie, let's circle back on our Pomelo Sauvignon Blanc, Sauvignon Blanc 2017. What do we think about it? What are some adjectives? Listen, it's crisp, right? Mm. It's crisp. The crisp. crisp. I'm going to say it's it got some apple. Okay. Are you picking that up? What are you picking up? I'm, I'm picking up citrus, but you know what? Yeah, I'm also fruity, looking at the bottle and it has lemons on lemony, it. Lemony, fruity. Yeah. You know what? I think pomelo is, I think it is like a, oh, giant citrus fruit native to Malaysia. Okay. You should have, you, are well, you sure I, you didn't grow up in Napa? No, I am looking at the bottle, Natalie, and there are lemons looking at me. So then I thought Subliminal citrus. Messages. I wouldn't, I don't know if I would have ever said that. 
So let's give it a rating. So we're going to do one to Chris Evans. So we're going to do every episode. We're going to do a hottie of the day. Yeah. Hottie Hottie of the episode. Hottie of the episode. And today it's Chris Evans. It's Chris Evans. Certifiable 11, by the way. Yeah. So we're going to rate the wine one to Chris Evans. Well, we met him together. We met him at the MTV Movie Awards in like 2011. (laughs) I think he was already – I think he had just done Captain America. Yeah, I have a picture with him. And then I we, re- we both have pictures. We'll post those on the Instagram. We'll po- we'll They're very embarrassing. Okay, can I tell you something even more embarrassing? I don't know if I said this out loud then. I was convinced that he that- was in love with you. Yeah. You know why? <laughs> I remember. Because he came up to us. He did? Okay, so we snuck in. We, well, we didn't sneak in, but we somehow ended up at the after party, which was like in a warehouse. We're like 15, we by the way. Sca- I don't even know. I remember we were like, you know, just making the rounds or whatever, and he came up to us. Okay, so that's why I thought he was in love with me. Yes, and we both- and to this day, I kind of still think so. <laughs> oh, oh, God, please. So, yeah, and we both took pictures, and we will put those embarrassing pictures on the on Instagram. Our, on our Instagram, so follow us. Am I doing this right? Pod. So let's rate the wine. One, two, mega hottie, Chris Evans. Gosh, I'm going to give it like a nine. Okay, wait. I was going to say that too. Well, that's because we have the same brain. It's a nine. It's a nine, y'all. Highly recommend. And you know what? Affordable, which really makes my nine an even better Maybe, nine. Maybe it's a Chris Evans. It might be a Chris Evans. Let's hear what you think. Yeah, so try it. It's the Pomelo Sauvignon Blanc 2017 that we're sipping on that we have now rated a nine or Chris Evans. A nine out of Chris Evans, y'all. Yeah, nine out of Chris Evans. Natalie, just to kind of a little palate cleanser at the end of this episode. And and the end of every episode. And the end of all of our episodes. We're going to have a little game that we play. And today's game is Would You Rather. Would you rather? And I've written one for Natalie, and Natalie's written one for me. Yes, I can. And we're going to answer this for you guys. Okay, you go first. Okay, so I recycled a would you rather that I've already done, but I'm very interested in what you would say. Okay. Okay, so what I have is, would you rather spend a day with Carol Baskin, a tiger, or Joe Exotic? Oh, my God. Oh, okay, so immediately, I I really don't want to hang out with Carol. I just don't. I love tigers. I know. I knew the tiger would really be hard for you. I have a tattoo of a tiger, actually. Kind of for no reason, other than I like them. I learned after Tiger King came out that I'm a big cat person and I didn't know it. I have some big cat stuff all over my house. But anyways, but I'd be fascinated to just be around Joe Exotic. It's tough. You know, there's a lot of tigers in the world, but there's only one Joe Exotic. But he's also horrible. What is your choice, Natalie? What is your choice? You know what? I'm going to go. I'm going to hang out with Joe Exotic just so I could say I did. I think that's a great answer. Yeah. You can see a tiger again, but Joe Exotic, he's once in a lifetime. I got to see that eyebrow ring in person, (laughs) you know, because it's unbelievable, truly. Okay. (laughs) I'm going to give you my good, my would you rather. Okay. Would you rather, Corinne Marie Fox, have an annoying song stuck in your head forever? No, 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 no. Or only be able to eat at Applebee's for the rest of your life? I'm going to go with my gut. Tell me. 
Applebee's. I could see you. Yeah, I I think the song would maybe ruin your life. I'm already having sleep issues. The last thing I need is that. I think I might go overboard. Applebee's, my mom was raised in Ohio. I've eaten steak and potatoes my entire life. I could survive. You could survive. And they have a big menu. You know, that is true. You know? And it probably would change a lot over the course of your lifetime. I really feel like I'm actually excited about that. Oh, okay. Well, um, on our next episode, you'll hear um, Corinne eating her Applebee's, and um, I'll be hanging with Joe Exotic. Yeah, that'll be great. <laughs> All right, you guys. Thank you so much for listening to the first ever episode of Am I Doing We're This so Right? Excited. The podcast. Make sure to check in next week for a new topic, and maybe we chose yours. Yay. Love you guys. Don't know you yet, but we love we you. We love you. We love you so much. Bye. Bye.